Hello, welcome to the Bearded Tits podcast, hosted by me, Jack Perks. Professionally, I'm a wildlife cameraman, but I dabble in podcasting, and each Tuesday we release an episode as I have a chat with scientists, artists, filmmakers, and passionate people all about nature in a light-hearted and certainly not serious way. Hello and welcome to the Bearded Tits podcast. I'm your host, Jack Perks. And in today's episode of Jack Does Stuff, I'm going twitching. Now, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have dreamed going out looking for birds without a camera. I just saw as birds as a kind of part of the job, I suppose. I'd take pictures of birds, I would make money from that and that's it. But increasingly, since I've hit my 30s, I'm enjoying going out with just some binoculars and watching birds. It's not so good for the bank balance, being a wildlife cameraman, but seeing birds, I I really enjoy it. And twitching is something I've done a little bit of, but I generally only do it on my local patch. So what we're going to do today, we are currently on the 22nd of December, Thursday. I'm going to go on to Knott's Birding website. So let me just have a look. And I'm going to see what birds were seen yesterday and try and get an idea of what's rare and we'll twitch it tomorrow and obviously if you want to have a look you can see the birds on that website so Knott's Birders is a great website Uh, you don't necessarily have to be a member to see what's been seen and I think that's a good thing some birding websites will only release what's been seen to members Knott's Birders do it to anyone now looking at this they've color-coded it purple means a, a rarity or something that is not very often seen in the county blue is something rare and scarce red is something of interest now there is a purple species that was seen yesterday, and that is drumroll, please. <laughs> that was a very anticlimactic drumroll. A Dartford warbler, and that was in Barton in Fabers, which is actually not far from where I grew up in Clifton. I've never seen a Dartford warbler, and I wouldn't mind that. It's an adult male, and it's been seen in a field. And also, what gives me hope is the previous ooh, six days. It's been there about a week. So it's been seen routinely for a week. So tomorrow, I'm going to go and give that a go. Uh, They've also very kindly put a grid reference so I know exactly where to go. So that's going to be tomorrow's plan. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get the podcast recording gear. And with a bit of luck, we can go and twitch my first ever Dartford Warbler. Let's do this. Well, hello. I am now trying to find my way to the spot. (laughs) I thought I knew this area quite well. Evidently, I don't. It's pissing it down with rain, which is not indicative of bird watching. but don't say that I'm not dedicated. I'm still going to give it a go. So I think I found it. I've put it into my sat-nav. Sat-nav's trying to take me to the other side of the river, which is not great. Nottingham only has three bridges across its city centre, which is absolutely ridiculous. So it means that if you want to get across, it's a bit of a pain in the arse. But I know... I'm on the right side of the river, so let's go down here, try not to crash, and with a bit of luck, we can find where we're going. I don't know what the fuck's going on here, it's trying to take me down a road that's not there? 
Now I'm going past the fucking bar. There's a fucking emu or something now. I'm, li I'm not even kidding you. It's an emu. Emu? Oh, it's not wild. I mean, it's in someone's... Oh, it's a farm. Dove Dovecote Farm? Jesus Christ, I found an emu, but I can't find the bird I'm after. Where the hell am I going? Right, I found some sort of bumpy-ass road, which I think... Oh, Trentside, that is what... Oh, pothole. Uh, Trentside, that's what I'm looking for. So, I think I've got to go down here a bit, and then try and find somewhere to park. And what I generally find is, if you're looking for a rare bird, and you know there's going to be other birders, it's easy to find them. So I'm just going to look for lots of pot-bellied, middle-aged, balding men, and ideally, that'll be the best spot. So I'm going to carry on down here a little bit and park up. Well, I'm pretty confident I've found the spot, at 85% anyway. So I've just parked up. There's a hedgerow. There's no other birders here, so that was my first clue, but there wasn't anyone here. Maybe that's a sign that it's not around, but... I'm nothing but determined, so let's go. It's pretty soggy, so I'm going to get my wellies on, and then we'll go and have a walk. Listen to that delightful squelch. It is soggier than a French brothel today, but there's lots of footsteps, so I think we're going in the right spot. I'm just looking out. We've got field fair in the bushes, which is lovely to see. They're a winter migrant, and they're coming over to eat berries. There's a few red wing with them. If you're very lucky, you might see a waxwing. I don't think there's been any reported. This year's meant to be a good year for waxwing. But apart from that, it's pretty open farmland here, and we're opposite Attenborough Nature Reserve, with the other side. And I've not spent any great amount of time here, so I can't say I know it that well. See some deer tracks in the mud as well, probably roe, but could well be muntjac. And I'm just coming up to this little spit of scrub, and that's where this Dartford warbler has been seen. Now I was just going to talk about Dartford warblers, but and I just lift up my bins, I can see a hare. That's wonderful. I see hares from the car quite regularly, but it's not often I see them on foot. Now it's quite a way off, but it's definitely a hare. That's gorgeous, just hunkered down in the middle of the field. You often think, why, why do that? But if you think about it, hares are so quick, you've got no chance of outrunning a hare. So they can see any predator coming from a mile off. So, oh, it's just, you can definitely see me. He's just preening himself. That's beautiful. Power plant in the background. <laughs> Big power station. Oh, that's fantastic. I shouldn't be that shocked, really, but that's great. That's a bonus. So, Dartford Warbler, what's their history in the UK? Well, during the 1960s, there was a very harsh winter, and that polished off most of them. In fact, there was only a couple of pairs left. Now they prefer lowland heath, so to find one in scrub in Nottinghamshire is pretty unusual because they're restricted generally to the south of England, some parts of southern Wales as well. They prefer gorse. gorse oh, that hare's just hunkered down. He's just noticed me. 
and he's just hunkered down. Not a daft here at all. I suppose normally, if there's people around here, they've either got a gun or a load of greyhounds who are rightfully cautious of people. Dartford Warblers, yeah, I'm getting distracted by his. So they crashed to a couple of piers in the 1960s. They prefer gorse. So yeah, this isn't typical habitat in the East Midlands on farmland. Nowhere near any gorse, but could very well be in here. So we'll see. Now the thing that people are naturally going to think about is why is it called a Dartford warbler? Are they particularly common in Dartford? Well, you do get them there. It's where they were first described as a breeding bird in the 1700s, so the name Dartford warbler sort of stuck, but really a better off looking place like Arne in Dorset. RSPB Arne's probably one of the best places in the country to see Dartford warbler. And I'll be honest with you, little brown jobbies, which let's face it, are pretty much all warblers, don't do a lot for me. But the Dartford Warbler books the trend. They're pretty special looking birds. Oh, a blackbird. It was a blackbird. Okay. Coming up to some scrub now. Yeah, they, they're not brown. They, they've sort of got a kind of charcoal black head. They've got a red ring around the eye and a long tail. A bit like a bearded tit. It's a species that, <laughs> weirdly, I've not actually covered on this podcast, which is maybe something I should do. Well, I'm, I'm pretty much in the area now, so what I'm going to do is stop recording, get the bins out, and see if I can pick it up. So, a little bit of excitement. Just seen some small birds. One of them's a reed bunting, but there's four or five... I don't know what they are. They could be yellow hammers. But I do know they get several bunting and some other kind of more unusual stuff around here. Uh, my bird ID is atrocious, so or it is for these guys. So I might have to look this up when I get back. But they could be, they could be Cyril Bunting, which would be a new bird for me. There's four of them just in the tree, just sat there at the moment. I'm trying to get a good look, so I can ID them later. But that would be a new bird. I think it's important to make the distinction today as well between twitching and birding, because they are different things. Twitching is what I'm doing today, which is when you go out specifically to see a rare bird. And you can sometimes travel hundreds of miles to do so. Birding typically is when you stick to your local patch and you just see what turns up. Doesn't necessarily have to be rare, you're just sort of enjoying it. That's not to say that you can't enjoy twitching. There's definitely an adrenaline rush when you see a new bird. But twitching really is more about a list. People are trying to get a big list of birds. What's that flying over now? That is a starling. <laughs> nice and rare. Now my list, because I know you're all going to be wondering what my list is. I don't know it exactly, but it's probably in the region of about 220 UK birds, which I think is good. I don't actually know on the grand scheme of things. Bearing in mind that I generally don't go looking for the rare stuff. Although I'm kind of being a hypocrite, aren't I, today? Looking for a, a Dartford Warbler, of which 10, or less than 10, have been seen in Nottinghamshire. And not been seen... To, oh, what's that? That's a little bird. 
Uh, I think that's another reed bunting. Okay, we'll keep walking. Well, I've just got a better look. There's definitely yellow hammer in there. I'm not convinced they're all yellow hammer though. Lots of reed bunting. There's some chaffinch as well. It's a real mixed flock. And to say, you know, we're in December. It's a very cloudy, drab day. It's raining. And this hedgerow is alive with little birds, little passerines and finches. Absolutely loads of them. I always think of farmland as being a degraded habitat. And don't get me wrong, it's got plenty of flaws. But they seem to be doing all right here. It may very well be that, I mean, where I'm stood at the moment is complete open farmland, pretty much as far as the eye can see. And then you've got this little oasis, this strip of scrub with mixed bramble, ivy and hawthorn. So I guess this is a massive magnet for any small birds in the area. They're just going to flock to this. I would not be surprised if there's a sparrowhawk or two nearby. They're definitely going to, going to use this for somewhere to eat. Hopefully not too soon. I don't want them to grab my, my Dartford Warbler. I don't think the Dartford Warbler is going to be in with all these though because as far as I know, they're not really a flock bird. They, they might be in a, in a couple of pairs of the same species, but they don't generally mix flocks. So there's two trains of thought here. Are they here because there's food and that's what all these birds are? Although it looks like they're just jutting out onto the farmland picking up seeds and, and whatever on the ground then coming back, which is not how Dartford warblers feed. They generally eat spiders and caterpillars and things like that. So I don't think the Dartford warbler is going to be amongst them. But it's nice to see lots of birds anyway. That's lovely. Pheasant. Fucking hate pheasants. Pheasant walking by. I think photographically they, they're great. They're great subjects to photograph. But ecologically they're an absolute nightmare just walking across the field. My main reason is that they love to eat reptiles and I'm a big, big fan of reptiles, so don't like a pheasant. Oh, what was that? Oh, Robin. <laughs> Little Robin. Well, I think I've walked along here. I don't think, I don't want to disturb all the finches and reed buntings, so I don't really want to go too close to that area. So I might double back. I mean, there's a very good chance that I've walked past a Dartford warbler today and just not seen it. If it's got any sense, it'll be hunkered down. And many birds, when it's raining, they just tend to get out of the way. And obviously water birds won't, but you think about it, that little bird's tiny. It takes a lot to conserve heat. So it's not going to be out in the rain unless there's lots of food. Oh, what are you? What are you? A robin. <laughs> um... It's not going to be out in the rain unless it knows it's going to find lots of food. So it's probably hunkered down in the bushes, I would imagine. I'm getting quite into this. I didn't think I'd be that bothered, but actually, I really want to find this bird. This could be the start of another nature hobby for me, twitching. I mean, I already twitch fish, which is pretty niche, so I might as well go mainstream and look for birds. I think with twitching... I can get behind a lot of it. One of the things, oh, nearly slipped. One of the things that doesn't really appeal to me is the whole, and I've seen this so many times, turning up, seeing the bird, and fucking off straight away. I've, I've never seen the appeal. What's that? That's a big bird over there. Oh, it's a gull. I don't know, some kind of shite hawk. I can't tell. There was a Caspian gull 
at Attenbury yesterday, so maybe it's that. That would be a new one for me. What was I talking about? Oh yeah, twitching. So people, yeah, will literally turn up, look at the bird and fuck off straight away. And I do find that baffling. I just think, surely you'd want to enjoy the bird, look at the colours, look at the behaviour, look at all the intricacies of that particular bird. It's probably why I wouldn't make a very good twitcher. I'd spend too long looking at birds. The other thing is I'm incredibly impatient. I mean, I've only been here half an hour maybe, and I'm already dreaming of custard creams and tea at home. But you know what? It's better than being sat at the sofa with the family. <laughs> Everyone might not agree with that. They might like like their family. Um, I do like my family. I'm, I'm, I'm painting myself out as a horrible person. But I, I, I can't stay indoors. I'm like a Labrador. If I stay indoors too long, I go stir crazy. So even if I don't see something, I'd rather be outdoors for an hour, stretch the legs, and just see see what we can see. Well, I've walked back up to the top and I still haven't seen it. I'm going to do one more lap, just for good luck. Because you never know. We might get lucky. I mean, if I was absolutely serious about this, I'd give it two or three hours. Or, you know, some bir- some some twitchers and birders, if you're local, would maybe even wait all day. And from what I looked at the reports on Knott's birders, it was only showing relatively fleetingly. And then it might bugger off into the bush again for two hours. Which my hands are freezing (laughs) so i'm not staying here two hours but you never know we'll have another walk down we might see something else and we might even get this bird i know that i should build up the jeopardy i realize that working oh fuck what's that what's that oh blackbird fucking blackbird um i realize that i should build up the jeopardy i should be like will we get it will we find it um but i'm a pessimist at heart so (laughs) but you never know i might be surprised I might be. Let's keep going. Well, it's not a Dartford warbler, but it is another bird I typically associate with Heathland, and that's a stone chat. And there's a male and female. And this is not a habitat I'd particularly attribute to them. I always think of them when I used to live in Cornwall and walking along gorse and, and brambly places, you'd always see a stone chat. It has got this absolutely stunning orange tummy, the male, and a dark head with a sort of white collar. And it's just sat on some very wet ivy. And then he's got his missus right next to him to the left. And she's a lot more drab. She's kind of more of a general brown jobby, I suppose. The male definitely looks a lot better. Sorry if there's any female Stone Chat fans out there. But I think that might even be a first for knots for me. So I'll take that as a win. I did, there was a moment then when I nearly shat my pants and I thought, oh, I found the bloody Dartford warbler, but it's not. But I'll take that. It's a very, very pretty bird in, in any case, and one that I've not seen in Nottinghamshire before. I'm sure they're not rare in knots, it's just I've just not seen one, which isn't saying much. I'm 99% sure I'm in the right spot. I've kind of used Google Maps and grid reference. It would, it, I mean, I... I'm the first one to moan about crowds of people, and particularly crowds of birders. They can be, if there's a lot of them, they can be a bit of a pain in the arse. Particularly if you've got a camera, they sort of pitchfork and flame if they see a photographer. But, oh, he's just moved that stone chat. Just got a side profile now. (laughs) 
they must pair up in the... I don't actually know... I'm Ashamedly, I don't know that much about stone chats, but I'm assuming they either pair for life or they must pair up at this time of year because they're very, very pally with each other. I was moaning about birders all night, right, yeah, or twitchers. So it can be frustrating when there's lots of them. However, there is a flip side to that is in that you know you're in the right spot and you've also got lots of eyes looking. I've, I'm the only one here today, so there's a lot to miss. And I do think it can be quite an accessible way, particularly if you go somewhere that's quite accessible. This this spot is a little bit higgledy-piggledy and out of the way. But if a rear bird, you know, like waxwings, when they turn up in a city centre, they're pretty easy to spot. Well, I'm pleased with that stone chat. That's lovely. That's brightened up a rather rainy day. As you can probably hear, <laughs> the rain's picked up. It is pissing it down so I have uh, I was going to say reluctantly it's not even reluctantly I'm uh, I'm throwing in the towel for the Dartford Warbler if it's seen repeatedly I might come back it'd be really really interesting to check Knott's birding in the next day or two and see if it was seen today maybe someone went out early this morning or maybe some brave soul will come out here after me I kind of don't want them to see it. <laughs> Not in a horrible way. I suppose technically if they do see it, then I know that I was at least near a Dartford Warbler, even if I didn't see it. So I'm not too far from my mum's house. So I'm gonna go scrounge a cup of tea, I think. Get out of this bloody rain. Well, that was my rather fruitless journey. However, I did go onto the Knott's Birding website and the Dartford Warbler hasn't been seen since. So I think it's that classic case of should have been here yesterday, should have been here the week before. However, it did make me contemplate some of my past twitching and birding experiences. And recently I went to the Scottish Highlands. If you're a regular listener, you know I went there a few weeks ago to try and film Atlantic salmon. And I did have a good old time up there. We got Golden Eagle, which is only a second for me. Second time I've seen that in the wild, anyway. We've got long-tailed ducks. I do like a duck. You show me a duck, I'll be all over that. And I did actually twitch wax wings. I had to kind of work out where they were when we did get them. So it's something I'm doing more of. And I thought, well, what is the best bird I've seen in the UK? What's the best twitch? And for me, it's actually a kind of accidental twitch, or somewhat accidental. But I was at Bempton this year and I got the black-browed albatross. That's a hell of a bird. It's been at Bempton for the last couple of years. And I was up there teaching uh, anyway, because I teach at the University of Nottingham. So I was up there anyway. Um, and we took the students for a field trip. And we saw it. And this bird was phenomenal. It had enormous wings. It dwarfed the local gannets. It was absolutely phenomenal. That's one of the birds that will really stick with me. And I think what I, I struggle to get is when people get excited by the little brown jobbies, Siberian Ascenter or some kind of warbler. But I paused and I thought about that and I thought, well, put a bit in fish terms. So for me, if you look at the silverfish in the UK, like rud, roach, bream, silver bream, chub, bleak, whatever, they all look the same, you know, pretty much. If you're not into fish, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. But they've all got interesting lifestyles on quirks and I thought well it's probably the same with warblers and little brown jobbies even though superficially they don't look very exciting 
they've probably got more to it. And I think if the right person were to sell me warblers, buy it up, I would have that. Well, hopefully you enjoyed today's episode anyway. And it was a little bit rambly. I kind of did it on spur of the moment, but I kind of dove into a little bit of twitching. As always, if you can support the podcast via a donation with buymeacoffee.com, it's greatly appreciated. We're getting pretty close to the target of 500 quid. I've been a bit late on mentioning people. So in the next episode, if you have donated, I will uh, kind of read out all those those names. It's been a bit crazy with Christmas coming up. If you can leave a review as well on Spotify, on Amazon, I've got no reviews. No one has reviewed the podcast on Amazon. So if you want to be the first person to do that, um, and I'll give you a, a knowing nod, that would be absolutely fantastic. You can follow us on social media, at FishTwitcher is my Instagram. We are on Twitter at TitBearded, or you can follow me at JackPerksPhoto. And we're also on Facebook as the Bearded Tits Podcast. Next week, I have got Mike Blackmore, who's coming onto the podcast. He works for the Wessex Rivers Trust, and we're going to be talking all about chalk streams, delving into our very own British Amazon. It's an incredibly rare habitat, and the UK has got most of the world's chalk streams. I am also thinking about doing a Q&A episode, so if you'd like to take part in that, what I'd want people to do is say who you are, where you're from, and record a question. You can record as many questions as you want, and I will play that in the podcast and reply to it. If you don't know how to do that or you're a little bit shy, you can just traditionally write the question out and I'll read it out and answer that as well. If we get enough questions, I'll do a complete episode just on Q&As. If it's only a couple, I'll just tack it on to the end of next episode. But we'll see how we go next week and then it'll be the week after that I'll do the Q&A. So you've got a couple of weeks to have a little think about that and you can just send it via social media uh, like I've previously mentioned and I will read them all out but hopefully uh, I'll get a few people interested in Q&As whether it's about wildlife photography, podcasting, wildlife gardening, fish, whatever you want to ask me we'll, we'll cover that in a, in a Q&A episode. This has been the Bearded Tits podcast. I've been your host Jack Perks and I'll see you next Tuesday. Cheers.